0: Hello, and welcome to season three, episode nine of Arts Interrupted, the Michigan Daily's premier arts and culture podcast. Today is our fifth installment of the Artist Spotlight series, and we're here with Summer Benton. She's a junior in stamps, but she's also in the improv group ComCo. But before we begin, here is Emily Ohl, our new hire, and our water mule (laughs) with the weekly (laughs) roundup.
1: All right. Well, first and foremost, I think this is some pretty huge news just for the community at, ho- at large. <laughs> Questlove has some vegetarian cheesesteaks coming out. Um, they will be sold at Phillies Games along with 40 other nationwide venues, which I think that's just I've great never news. had a
0: vegetarian cheesesteak. I
1: can't say I have either. I don't know if I'd like to, but... I would love that. If it's got Questlove's Sounds name like, on it, yeah. I, I, can it be bad? I don't think Probably so. Probably slaps. And in some other news, director Dustin Daniel Cretton was recently hired to direct Marvel's first Asian-led movie. Um, the film is called, or the film is about Shang Chi, who is a master of kung fu. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Marvel's been hitting it out of the park lately, looks like. So hopefully, this will be another, another good one from them. Very excited. Mm-hmm.
0: And Queer Eye is back. Um, I've only watched, I think, the first like six episodes, and
1: can confirm. They hurt, (laughs) like, a lot, but in the best way. Yeah, super exciting. Um, If you haven't already heard, there's been a a bit of a scandal with some college admission processes, um, namely with Lori Laughlin and 33 other parents um, who have paid some very large sums of money to bribe schools into accepting their children. Lori's two daughters, including YouTube personality Olivia Jade, um, were attending USC, but have since dropped out among these scandal that has come up. Yikes. Which is, I mean, it didn't seem like Miss Olivia Jade was very interested in school no. in the first place. So it's probably not and a huge loss. And she's quoted saying,
0: I don't think I'll be going to school that much, but I really want to experience, you know, partying or tailgates yeah. or something along those lines. And you know, um, she probably and it's got it's also. Pretty crazy. People are kind of shocked by this. No, yeah, I like. I
1: thought that was just a yeah. thing. I was like, oh, rich people this pay to get into college,
0: right? Yeah, definitely. Next, yes. yeah. Anyways, and since we seem to be covering lineups quite often, the Woodstock fiftieth anniversary will take place in August with headliners from the Killers, Miley Cyrus, the Elephant, Boy Genius, Soccer Mommy. Well, they're not headliners, but you know what <laughs> I mean. There. But yeah, it's a pretty comprehensive lineup. Should be sick. I won't be going. But if you are, tell me how it goes. For sure. (laughs) And we also have partially announced Lollapalooza lineup. It's very odd. We have Tame Impala, Janelle Monáe, Lil Wayne, uh, J Balvin, Tenacious D, (laughs) which I'd like to see it. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see it. Who wouldn't? Lil Baby and some other people. So it's very (gasps) eclectic, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, So, yeah. Excited to see the rest of it perhaps right. see
1: if it, it can you know match up to these very high standards yeah, that they're, for sure for sure that they've set <laughs> um since so some tv news shrill is out on hulu and the general consensus is that it is great um it is a new show based on lindy west's book and her experiences ad bryant uh, plays a fictionalized version version of west very very well um the show deals with a lot of issues such as body image relationships family and i think it's just one of like the best made shows on t- on tv right well. now i think everyone should watch it it's very important and just very good some representation
0: let's go absolutely and then to end it new head in the heart and Tudors cinema club both release singles and they're both objectively not the best
1: and sometimes that happens. It, it happens the best. And of that's us. okay. Maybe it happens
0: consecutively with all your albums in the last couple of years. And
1: then we need to, you know, that's the problem. And that's what happens. <laughs> but you know, Say anyways. Love you. Ciao. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for now.
0: Comedy. Now that's what I call pure. comedy. So hey summer, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Good, (laughs) good. We're glad you're here. (laughs) Thank Um, you. So let's just jump right on, I guess. So um, our first question is just how did you become interested
2: in comedy? Um, I think I think like I've always been interested in comedy overall. My dad is a cartoonist for a living, like a writer and an illustrator. So he's pretty funny. I'm sorry, what? For what publication? Oh, for what just publication? Curious. He does books and stuff. Oh, cute. Um, he's done some stuff in The New Yorker. He had a TV <gasps> yes. show on Fox Kids like, in the Sick. 90s. <laughs> um, Did you watch it? I've seen it on like VHS tape cute. only. It was like poorly. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, poorly memorialized. Um, yeah, so he's really funny. My mom's really funny. Uh, I think we've always just been like a comedy family, and I've always liked stand-up and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite stand-up? My favorite standup is Joe Mandy and Jen Kirkman.
0: And do you see this as like a future career? Like we know you're in stamps and you mm-hmm. draw?
2: Yeah, I draw. So <laughs> um, do you wanna pursue this? I think I'm really interested in writing and stuff and cool. I really think, uh, I think like a lot of good comedy is just storytelling, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of good art is too. And so mm-hmm. I think that they really overlap in a lot of ways. Um, so I think comedy will always just be something that's like a part of my life in whatever form, but I'm not going to be a stand up, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's scary or just because um, it's not what you, I just think that I'm very like, I think that I think visually I've mm-hmm. done stand up a few times, but I really mm-hmm. feel like a visual artist and mm-hmm. that's where I f- am much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then just when you're doing standup or when you're in
0: Comco, mm-hmm. how do those two processes like differ?
2: I have a lot more fun in Comco. Mm-hmm. I think, I really like being with people and I like the unexpected mm-hmm. parts of it. I think I did improv before and then kind of moved towards stand up. Um, and so I think that like I was, I had fun writing for stand up, but mm-hmm. then when I was up there, it felt so calculated. Right. And I was kind of disgusted with how like timed everything was and like my own forced little pauses and things. It just didn't, <laughs> it felt really like right. gross yeah. to be doing. I don't have the personality for
0: it, I don't think. There um so when did you realize that you know you weren't just the funny gal like this was something you could like make as a career or that you could you know provide as
2: like a source of entertainment for people um I think I think just in my household it was always something that was kind of the number one way that like you found value for yourself Mm -hmm. um it was important to be smart and it was important to be hardworking and talented and stuff, but I think that it was always most important to be funny. With like my parents and my brother and my friends, it was always like the way that I, kind of like found a seat at the table. I think, mm-hmm. and so, I think from earlier on, it was like kind of how I how I found value in myself. Yeah, totally. yeah. and just what's it like being a female comedian as like comedy is such like a male dominated field. Mm-hmm. I have not encountered a lot of issues like that. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of them kind of theoretically and stuff, but I really believe, I think that it's, I'm very lucky to be alive at like this time and stuff because I think I I can't really remember a time when I didn't have funny women around me mm-hmm. and as role models and on TV and stuff. So I've never really felt an effect like that. Um, yeah, but I think funny is funny, and right. any joke that is funny to a man that's r- truly funny will be funny to women and funny to anyone in between and everything. I think I just think funny is funny. Yeah, and I know you already touched on who your favorite
0: comedians were, but are there any like comedians that really inspire you or that have influenced your own personal set of like jokes, I guess?
2: Yeah, I really love Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, who does this show she's not really a stand up but she does this show Fleabag mm-hmm. um which was based on a one woman show i think that i'm that show is like the love of my life like i watch that show constantly like every month i rewatch that show mm-hmm. uh, Jen Kirkman i think Lena Dunham <laughs> which you can believe that i don't so a lot of people <laughs> don't like her yeah i mean it's your choice it's your choice. um yeah i think And also just the women that I grew up around and the people that I grew up Mm -hmm. around. I think the stuff that I find funny is not really like set up punchline stuff, it's really situational stuff, which I think I live around every day and hear about every day, Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I love cartoons. (laughs) And so um, going back to ComCo, um, Mm -hmm. what made you decide to join? Um, I freshman year my friends and I went to like every show. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's so much good. fun. Yeah. I it's, you it's so good. like yeah, it's cool. <laughs> no, we do. We would go to every show and it would be something that we really looked forward to and right. we would like tell people about it between shows and mm-hmm. bring more people. And so sophomore year when I got back it was like the day that I got back, I was looking on their Facebook so that we didn't miss the first show. I was like, we gotta check the date. And but they were advertising auditions. And so I went. I don't think I told I might have told my mom that I went, but I was like, Oh, I wanna meet them. Right. <laughs> so it was kind of just an excuse to be in the same room as them. And then I got a call back and so I went to that. And I think I told too many people about that because I I had way too much confidence right, you just, going yeah, into like, it. I made it this far. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I got on the team and then I was like, oh fuck, like Oh, can I swear? Yeah, you okay. can swear. Fuck. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> always asks that. I was like, oh, like, now I have to figure this out and stuff. And so I think that it was really something that I kind of stumbled into and then have been figuring it out while I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the audition process like? The audition process, <laughs> people ask us this and then they like act like it's... Okay, so first, um, their first audition is like 10 minutes long and you go in and there's the panel of the existing members. And they ask you to do a few different things by yourself, which is really, yeah. really scary and also unusual because you're kind of never alone up there. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have the support. So you're really like relying on yourself. But that's like 10 minutes long. And um, it's less about being funny and more about just being honest and open and like willing to commit to stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if you get a call back, Um, callbacks are a few hours and everyone's in the same room together and you're doing a series of games and scenes and Mm -hmm. stuff together and sometimes the team members play with you and stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's so it's like a two-part and in that
0: like 10 minutes alone Mm -hmm.
2: do they like give
0: you scenarios or do you just kind of like like yeah that like
2: we there's uh we make like a list of like a few different things and they Mm kind of just check boxes for us so uh, one is you have to be an animal and then you're an animal in this situation. And one is um, my, honestly, my favorite part. A lot of it is just character stuff. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, usually we try to give them a more serious scenario and kind of see how they respond to just like emotional vulnerability. And I feel like that's always the moment when I really get like a feeling about somebody. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a... It's kind of just like a. Mm-hmm. There, it's so little time that you can't really make a judgment. It's so based on your gut feeling about the mm-hmm. person. Like, is this someone that I'm going to trust up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You have to have like a good like you know connection yeah. with them. Yeah, uh, totally. It's gonna fall flat. Mm-hmm. And so, um, how do you guys like? What's it like being a member of Comco? Do you practice or? like yeah. How does that look? If it's all improv.
2: Yeah, it's really fun. I love it. It's my favorite thing that I. Maybe have ever done like, yeah. but um, in college especially, it's my favorite thing. Yeah, we practice at least twice a week. On show weeks, we practice three times a week. Um, we do a trip to Chicago where we study with professional improvisers,
0: oh. like Second City or like um,
2: sometimes Second City. Uh-huh. Usually, um, Improv Olympic, okay, which is like a little less famous one, but that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the birthplaces of improv. Oh, um, so we'll do an intensive there. But yeah, we practice. We spend a lot of time together. We hang out a lot. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, people ask us how we how we practice for that kind of thing. It's kind of there's some technical stuff you can practice, like accents or like physicality and Mm -hmm. stuff. But it's I think it's mostly about building a trust in each other and learning to trust yourself and acting. It's so much about honesty and like generosity and support that I think it's just like a muscle that you're working out for like that amount of time yeah. a week. Yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: so um, how has it changed? Have you gotten more comfortable on stage with the people you've been around? Mm-hmm. How has your progression within Comco like, looked?
2: Um, yeah, I think I'm so much happier on stage than I was. Last year was my first year, and I loved practice. I loved the people, and then during the shows, I was like a wreck the entire time, just like barely keeping it together. Uh, and then something kind of happened when a lot of people left last year graduated mm-hmm. and we have someone studying abroad and there was a real moment of fear in the remaining members of like how can we like rebuild this team like half of our team left and i was having a really good conversation with one of the guys who left alex brown uh, where he was just like this happens every year and the thing that like you don't realize is you need us to get out of the way for you to grow like as soon as we leave you're going to like fill this space and you couldn't if we stayed and that's the hard thing but it happens every year. Mm-hmm. And so I really do feel like I can finally have fun and stuff and I I think that it's it's like so much just about trusting yourself and believing like the phrase that like you jump and your safety net appears. I think that's like the most important thing to keep in mind is like don't panic like you'll, there's always a solution mm-hmm. to whatever. Yeah.
0: And how do you usually like psych your, yourself up before going on stage?
2: Um we warm up for a couple hours before every show. We have a lot of different stuff. There's uh, like energy exercises and focus exercises. But one of the main things that we do, I hope this isn't like a trait. I hope they're okay with me talking about I'm sure they are. Um, <laughs> it's like a club. Yeah, it's like, ooh. <laughs> one of the things that we do is we're in like a back hallway. And we've been warming up for a couple hours. And then we take a moment and, and we walk like up and down the hallway. And kind of just like get in your own head and tell yourself like whatever you need to tell yourself. And then right before we go on stage, we have a one-on-one meeting, like a couple minute meeting with like everyone on the team. And it's very loving and it's, um, we just like talk about like our relationship and everything like in real life. And that is kind of the moment where I think I start to like feel myself relaxed because Mm -hmm. like anything could happen, literally anything could happen and I would be—I could have a heart attack on stage, and I would know that I would be, like, carried out mm-hmm. and be fine. Like, it's such – there's so much trust that's just, like, reinforced with those little meetings mm-hmm. that I think that's the most important part of mm-hmm. the whole thing.
0: And what was your, like, first show like?
2: I feel like I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could even tell you what my first show was like. <laughs> I think there was a lot of self-doubt and a lot of, like – Hurling myself out there, and then as soon as I did it, being like, "Oh, stupid!" Right. Like, Ooh. Um, yeah. And I think I was really holding back a lot and getting in my own head. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you like a single scene yeah. or anything. Do from- you
0: find it like easier to have friends in the audience or strangers? Like, I feel like I w- would feel kind of different if my friends were there. Yeah, like, oh, shut up, Sam. I don't.
2: I I don't like to know where they are. Yeah. Like sometimes we save seats to them, and I know where they are, mm-hmm. and I have to avoid that space. Right it's kind of just like a sea of blackness to us when True. we're up there. I get most stressed out when my parents come <laughs> because I wanna censor myself, but I know that I can't yeah. for the sake of the show. <laughs> and so yeah, so I just try to avoid them. But I really, it's it's never the kind of thing where even if you fuck up, Pretty much no one in your life is ever going to be like, you That's dropped bad. the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you can rely on everyone to lie to you. <laughs> Worst case scenario. That's fair. Yeah, That's so really fair. It's good. There's not a lot of pressure. <laughs> and
0: anymore. I like, just from like watching ComCo, mm-hmm. they're always like, I need two players. How mm-hmm. do you decide like which ones you want to participate in and like which activities you don't? Do you have like a favorite type of
2: scenario that you like? Mm-hmm. Um... It's all in the moment. Okay. The only thing that's planned in the shows is who's hosting what game, so who steps forward and introduces yeah. the game. That part is planned. Um, but it's just whoever steps forward. There's certain people, we talk about it a little bit because certain people always like to play the first game mm-hmm. to like snap themselves into show mode. Um, some people like to hang back. Some people really feel strong in certain scenes so they tend to do them, but we, we all practice every single game and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like in the moment it's really about following the fun so if there's one that like you're really like keyed up about like oh I want to play this I've never played it before or I just have a good sense of like this is my game then you just step forward but it's Mm -hmm. really I feel like anyone could play any game and it would be yeah yeah it would be great do you guys come up with them yourself or do you take them from like other improv shows that you've seen a lot of the games are pretty old Mm -hmm. um Improv dates back to like the 1950s. It's like an amazing American art form. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the games um, kind of originated then or have snowballed. We, we make small adjustments sometimes, but for the most part, we're using um, games that have like a history. And it just
0: came to my attention that some people listening might not know what a game is. Oh, so okay. if you would like to describe <laughs> perhaps an example of one or two. Sure.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so improv is kind of divided into like two schools. There's long form and short form. And long form, um, there's a lot less rules. It's just like a series of scenes usually based on a suggestion or a monologue. But short form, which is what ComCo mostly does, um, is a series of games. And so a game might be um, we have one called ping where like there's a host and then there's two players and they the two players have a scene based on a suggestion and at any point the host can yell ping and whatever the last line was um, has to be changed into a new line and then they move forward with the scene based on that. And so they're, they're scenes but they have kind of like a shtick or like a structure that guides it mm-hmm. and there's a certain amount of funny built into that. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you have to suddenly change what you just said gives you, it's like a really rich opportunity to add to the scene and build on it and just like increase the funny every time. And so what the games do is kind of, they kind of like force the jokes for mm-hmm. you or kind of signify when when they'll happen. So Like, so the skeleton is there. And then we usually also do a long form too, which is kind of gives us more room to mm-hmm. fuck around. <laughs>
0: yeah, good. And then just to shift gears a little bit, mm-hmm. you're also an artist. Yeah. So, um... Starting back from the beginning, <laughs> how did you get interested in that?
2: Um, well, your dad. Yeah, my dad. Yeah. Both <laughs> my parents are artists. Mm-hmm. My like great grandfather was an artist, like a sign painter and a portrait artist. That's yeah, awesome. so there's like a lineage. Like, legacy. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, I always in my house it was always like very important to be drawing and stuff. Like whenever we were watching TV, my dad would like make us draw while we were doing wow. it. And I I grew up in like a tiny house. Um, when I was little, and my dad had converted the garage into like his art studio, and so I had a little station in there that I would paint at and stuff like that. So I've kind of always been doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I went through phases where I was sort of pushing back on it, I think probably because it was like a thing that was enforced yeah. in my household, I think, no matter what it was or how cool I would have pushed back. Does your brother do it too? My brother does draw. He kind of moved more towards music and he's an insanely talented musician. Jeez. Yeah, (laughs) God, I want to
0: interview your entire family. I'm interested. Mm -hmm. And so what are your um, art
2: influences? My art influences I think are are pretty broad. When I was younger it was a lot of cartoons um, because my dad started as a cartoonist and so I really liked New Yorker cartoons. I read a lot of comics. Um I read a lot of like Betty and Veronica and Sabrina. Um I read a lot of their, like romance comics from like okay. the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then when I got older I went to museums and stuff and yeah, so I like classical mm-hmm. art. I really like Renaissance yeah. art. I really like contemporary art. Mm-hmm. I like modern. Yeah. Yeah. I like everything. <laughs> nice.
0: And then how has the city of Ann Arbor played a role in your artistic pursuits? So can you describe just like the community here and mm-hmm. perhaps in terms of both art
2: and comedy? Yeah. Um, I think I went through a period where I really didn't think I was going to go to college. I really didn't want to go to college. Um, my mom didn't go and my dad went to art school for like a year a year and a half or something like that, and then dropped out. Um, so I, I kind of was like, why would I need to go to college? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think that visiting Ann Arbor was kind of the thing that made me want to do it, mm-hmm. and having a life here became really important to me. Um, I think that there's just like a really good creative energy. I think people are really open to talking about art and music and philosophy and stuff like that. I, I've had like a lot of great conversations with people here. Mm-hmm. Um, comedy, I think my comedy like network yeah. is really limited to improv and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, ComCo is really old. We're, we're about to celebrate our 40 year anniversary. Oh, wow. Anner- anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> um, our 40 year anniversary and so Ann Arbor's always been a place that's, I think, been open to Mm -hmm. kind of stuff like that. But I do feel, I I feel, like, kind of self-contained in my little Mm -hmm. art world. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: do you have any advice for people who might want to try out improv or go into
2: art? Really anything. Yeah. I think that everyone, I think that everyone should do it. Like, it should be enforced, I feel. (laughs) I don't understand, like... I think literacy should extend to visual literacy. I I have no understanding of why it wouldn't. Like mm-hmm. why we don't teach drawing in schools mm-hmm. like we teach writing. I think it's a really similar kind of language mm-hmm. um and something that expresses things that like words cannot express sometimes and are really useful. So I think that everyone should draw and make art and even if it's not visual art, I think you should find a way to kind of like get things out of yourself Mm -hmm. improv i think everyone should also do improv i under it's a little bit harder here there's places where it's really easy Mm -hmm. kind of to take classes and stuff like chicago and new york and um california there is a place in town here called the pointless brewery brewer that word's hard to say brewery that's like an improv (laughs) um bar and they have classes and stuff there's a place in ferndale called go comedy Mm -hmm. um but yeah there's there's three improv teams on campus and they hold auditions every year. And I think even just the process of auditioning and kind of impressing yourself with like your courage and your wit is like a really valuable experience. I think it is kind of like, I think it teaches you skills that you need in the rest of your life. And you didn't even realize that it was like something that you needed to build up until you start to build it up and then you're mm-hmm. like oh my god like i was i think that yeah yeah <laughs> definitely i think that's all we got for you today cool. thank you so
0: much for coming thank you awesome. for having me okay. Okay.
1: Try great to make it delicious try to keep it nutritious create wonderful dishes not one of them thinks about the way i feel nobody compliments the meal. i got good feelings Asshole. No one even mentions my casserole.
2: I got the- Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Arts Interrupted, a podcast by the Michigan Daily. Our host today, as always, is Sam Small. Our executive producer is John Faby Baby Fabian." Our Associate producers are me, Olive Scott, and Sean Lang. Our assistant producers are Emily Oll, Mia Kambash, and Libby McKenzie. Thanks for Summer Benton for coming in and giving us a great interview. Very funny gal. See you next week. <laughs> bye bye now.
0: I can scat for you. <laughs>